It's an honor to be at, uh, in the Wheat City this morning, back uh, to what I call my home city. Just, uh, just sing with us if you know these songs, and we want to bless God this morning. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, His love endures forever. been reborn. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God of God, we will carry on. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Come on, sing Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. We are blessed to be here this morning. Um, you know, every time I come to Brandon, which is uh, where my wife and I lived for years, and, and this is kind of still a home for us, and, and every time it, there's always like uh, more Tim Hortons being set up every day here. And uh, what, you had about 30 right now, Pastor, or 100? <laughs> it was 30 in the morning before, you know, it's like it just keeps growing. But um, man, home of the Wheat Kings. And we're, we're from the, you know, we have this other team that uh, is playing a couple blocks from our center now. Um, you know, you know who they are and stuff, but uh, Wheat Kings are still in my heart. <laughs> Listen, we want to we wanna just serve uh, Calvary Temple this morning, home of the Holy Spirit. Um, do you guys, are you guys excited this morning? Yeah? Because we are too, I'll tell you. We, um, we want to share some testimonies. Everything that we do this morning in our ministry team is uh, through word and through song. It's all about testimony. And, uh, you know, the word says that we will overcome by the word of our testimony. Do you believe that? And, and, and everything that has happened in our past, everything that the devil has shown us to be true in the past is all overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. 
So I, you know, I want to just, I want to start us off this morning. Tristan, I want you to, I want you to share with us this morning. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> he's so excited. That's why he's looking at me like that. So, this guy, um, this guy has an amazing story, but, but uh, the end is more amazing than the beginning. Good morning. My name is uh, Tristan Desjardins. I am 24 years old. I've been in Teen Challenge for five months, and it's been the best year of my life. Well, five months, but it's really, it's really, it's really great, and I'm loving it. I, uh, I have very, uh, very awesome support supporters here in Teen Challenge, and uh, when I, when I, when I go uh, canvassing and uh, you know asking for donations for Teen Challenge, man, I, I speak so highly of Teen Challenge that you know it just reminds me of, uh, of the places where I want to be, and this is in Teen Challenge, and my my past is uh is pretty much the same as a lot of the guys you know broken homes uh drugs violence uh in and out of blackouts ho- hospitals and beatings i've been through quite a bit too i uh some, i was in you know i in uh intensive care a couple times you know wounds to the head you know i got i got beat up one time so bad with the with the board that had a nail in it man they punctured my head and uh I overcome though. I uh, I believe that you know it was God that was uh, saved my life, and I believe that He there is a purpose for my life, and uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God, and uh, I I know that for a fact, and uh, I'm still gonna I'm gonna continue walking with God because of Teen Challenge's support, and uh, I don't know I if I could give back Teen Challenge, I'm I'm gonna keep doing what I can, you know, canvassing, and uh, supporting supporting these guys, helping them sing, and doing all doing all I can. I mean, I'm, I'm only one guy, but uh, I'm doing all the best I can. And uh, go, God. And uh, my scripture, scripture, scripture. Where's my toilet paper? <laughs> quick, quick. It's uh, it comes from uh, Ephesians three thirteen. Because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can come. Uh, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. And uh, go, God. Thank you. This is why we do what we do right here. And uh, this is a trophy of grace. Uh, you know, um, Tristan, Tristan is, uh, God is putting some pretty, pretty cool stuff into his heart for what he might be doing. And one of them uh, is going to, it's going to involve some ministry and stuff like that. And I, uh, a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, I got a call from, uh, from a church. They wanted me to come and um, to speak at their youth retreat. And I, I said, I'm only doing it on one condition. And I thought of this guy, I'm, I'm only going to do it if I can take one of my guys with. And, um, as you can see, he's going to fit right into a youth retreat, and this is one of the reasons that he's going. So uh, we bless you, Tristan. Awesome. Um, I want to, I want to introduce Ben to you guys now. Now this is um, this is a man of God that um, he he can he looks really serious sometimes, but boy, he can let loose. I'll tell you. And um, and this morning. I want you to, he's kind of nervous this morning, but I want you to make him feel welcome because for the first time ever, he's publicly giving his testimony this morning. And, and everybody that goes to Teen Challenge is, is uh, told and prepared that you always should be ready with your testimony. And um, this is it, Ben. It's all yours. Okay, that's better. Uh, my name is Ben. I'm from Nipwin, Saskatchewan. Um, 
I, I grew up, uh, I wouldn't say in a Christian home, but my mom's side of the family was, uh, they're, all, they're all Christians, and my father's side is not Christians or alcoholics and that. And uh, my parents divorced when, I was, when we were young. I was, bor- I was born in Thunder Bay, Ontario. And uh, when my parents divorced, we moved to uh, Nippon, Saskatchewan. And uh, so that's where I grew up. Uh, my grandfather was a pastor in Thunder Bay at Faith Chapel. And uh, we would go to Thunder Bay every summer. I can remember in school or in summer holidays from school. And uh, I, I'd uh, one for a couple of weeks, and one week I'd be spending time with my mom's side of the family, and the other week I would be uh, spending I'd spend the other week with my dad's side of the family, where uh, to bond me and my father would would drink, drink and smoke dope together, and and then when I'd be at my at my mom's side, my grandfather would be telling me how important it is that we have uh, Jesus in our lives. So that kind of made it uh, difficult for me to to uh, find an identity, and um, also I I never understood how important it was to have uh, Lord and Savior as well. So so I guess uh, uh, going to school, going to school when I was younger, just like everybody else, I looked for uh, acceptance from peers, and uh, I wanted to be noticed in that, and. Um, Uh, just to to find an identity too, and uh, I guess uh, when I first started using drugs and that, it was it, it seemed like it was it was it was to uh, to find acceptance and to fit in and that. And then the reasons that I continued to use drugs changed as I got older, and um, so when I moved, I guess when I was about 17 years old, I started using cocaine. I moved to Alberta on my own, started working in the oil fields where you make lots of money, you work hard and play hard as they say out there. And uh, it was, was a very short short period of time before I was doing crack cocaine and, and crystal meth. And uh, that just, uh, it, it uh, takes you down really quick when you start using those drugs. And I can I remember uh, I guess when I was about one of the one of the turning points for me was uh, um, I was I was strung out on on drugs one day and I was living in uh, Nipua, Manitoba, and I uh, friend friend uh, acquaintance of mine we went and robbed, did an armed robbery at a at a bar in Minnedosa and uh, once I went on the run from there and we uh, I got I got a I was in Lethbridge, Alberta. About a month later, I was on the run, and the car that I was in, I was in the back seat, and I can just remember uh, the car coming to a stop. I didn't know anybody was behind us or anything, but we just we came to a stop, and uh, my door flew open, and I was just grabbed and thrown to the ground, and I didn't know what was going on because I didn't even know anybody was was the cops were behind us or anything, and I just heard a bunch of voices yelling and "Don't move or we'll or we'll shoot." And I need, so when I looked to the side or whatever, there's just a bunch of police officers with guns, with guns pointed at me, and and uh, I was like, 
you guys, you guys must have made some kind of mistake because I knew I was wanted by the law, but like I grew up in a small town and those kind of arrests I only thought I'd see on the movies. So, so I, I was, I was certain that they had the wrong guy or or whatever. And <laughs> then they showed me a the the one of the guys showed put a, a a wanted poster with my face on it and he's like yeah we got the wrong guy then what's this and he said and there was my face and it said wanted considered to be armed and dangerous and I was just like that was like a real uh, real eye opener for me and I so when I when I went to jail for that I had a lot of time to think about uh, how my life had gotten to that point that that was a turning point for me I I did go back to my addictions since then but. That was a real turning point. So when I was at Stony Mountain, I was actually uh, blessed. I got a job as as the chapel cleaner. So I spent all my days in the chapel, which was uh, it was a blessing, nice and quiet, and <laughs> away from all the ruckus that was going on in there through the daytime, anyways. But uh, I think uh, after that, when I went back to my addictions, it was for, to try and fill a void and uh, just. Uh, escape some of the feelings of, of guilt and shame that I had just from places that we went or whatever but uh, this is my third time this is my third time in the program actually I've been in the program now for I'm in my fourth month right now first time I went to Thunder Bay I lasted two weeks that was too much two weeks was too much for me then I wasn't wasn't I wanted to quit doing drugs but I wasn't willing to work the go through the work the steps that it takes to to do that and so I went out and got back into my old pattern, and then uh, about a year and a half or two years ago, I went to Teen Challenge, Saskatchewan, and I stayed in the program for four months there. Same thing, I wasn't willing to give up all my rights, so it just didn't work out for me there. I went back to my addiction again, and uh, this this time around, I learned something each time, and uh, this time around, I've learned to just uh, completely... It's, it's a really hard thing to do, but to completely surrender is the only way that, that uh, you'll, you'll fully allow God's, God to, to work, to do his full work that he wants to do in your life. And like, uh, I guess uh, in John 15, it says, it talks about the pruning the tree and that, and that's coming to a, com- a place of complete surrender. That's when God will do the pruning pruning the tree in your life and he'll cut away the bad branches that are not producing any fruit if you allow him to and it's painful to do that and uh, these are these these are the things that I I'm doing in the teen challenge program and uh, I'm very thankful for the program I've had a lot of really good uh, uh, spiritual supernatural experiences when I go to the teen challenge program and uh, actually, I was in I was in uh, Abbotsford, BC, in a different program of, uh, about six months ago, and I was praying for direction where to go from there. I wanted to go to Bible school or something, and I was praying, and God's like, "Ben, I want you to go back to Teen Challenge." And I'm like, "No way, man! I ain't going back there." He's like, "Ben, I want you to go back to Teen Challenge." And I said, "No way, man." But uh, he, 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 he was consistent about that, and so I knew I had to follow through with the plan, and I'm thankful that I did that. He's given me all sorts of strength to get through the program and overcome the challenges and that, and I'm just, uh, 
I'm just very thankful for this program and what God's, God's doing in all my brothers' lives. That's it. I want to I say something to you, Ben. When, when Jesus was on the cross, then you were on his wanted poster already. So that was just nothing what happened. And uh, you're on the right list now. <laughs>
want to introduce you to Dallas. Um, this is this man of God is uh, boy. The time is running fast for me as uh, as working with you because you're almost out of here. <laughs> but uh, God has done some fantastic stuff in this guy's life, and um, and some fantastic stuff in your family's life, and um, and they're the reason that you're here, and they're the reason that you're living for God right now. So just share with us a bit. Oh, good morning. My name is Dallas. I am 26 years old. I've been in the program now for nine and a half months. So I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, as they say. And this program has really shaped and changed my life. God has been working through this program in amazing ways, just like he was saying. My story starts off, I was raised in a Christian home. My parents knew God, knew of God, I should say. We went to a very strict, very conservative Mennonite church. And I was taught all about God. I knew all the Bible verses. I memorized them all as a child. But I never really saw anybody portray the relationship with Christ. And I didn't really know how that all worked. So I ended up not wanting to be a part of the church that I was growing up in because I, I didn't think that... Or I saw what other people were portraying and then they would portray something different through the week then they would be somebody else on Sundays. And I didn't want any part of that. I wanted, like, it, it, it turned me away. It turned me against them. Um, so I decided to rebel. I did ask God into my life when I was around 12 years old. And he came into my life, and he gave me peace and joy. But soon after that, I turned away. I started walking a different direction. I decided, you know what, I'm going to follow my own desires I'm going to, because that's what's going to bring me peace and joy. I'm going to find happiness through myself and through what I want because that's the only thing I knew. So I turned to drinking. I turned to the party scene. And that ended up in me becoming depressed because nothing apart from God, there is no thing that can fill you. You can try all kinds of things. I did. I tried alcohol. And it would work for the instant. But then there's always the morning after when you feel empty, you feel alone, you feel used, you feel lied to. And this was my life. I kept repeating this circle. And my depression got worse and worse. I I would uh, come home from work, and the first thing I would do is mix a drink. And my depression, I slowly spiraled down. I went, went farther and farther down. And through this all, I married my wife, and we had a beautiful daughter. She's two years old now. And this all came to a head. This all, I realized that I needed to change when my wife did the best thing that she could have ever done for me at that time. We were living together in Steinbach. We were renting a house. And I was to the point where my depression was so bad, I couldn't get out of the house anymore. I couldn't leave. I could hardly leave the bed. I would get up to the bed and migrate to the TV, on the couch by the TV. And that was it. And so one day she took... Alina, my daughter, and she left. And this really, really woke me up. It took me a couple of days to realize she was gone. That's how far down I was. But I realized she was gone, and I realized something had had to happen. Something there. Were, this was no. This was a point in my life where I had to decide now whether it was worth going on or not. I contemplated suicide, and I really wanted to. I wanted to take that way out because I was sick and tired of feeling hurt and the pain. And I didn't think. I didn't think. God was really real. I didn't think, and I knew that the world, I had tried everything it had to offer, and it wasn't filling me. It wasn't, 
There was no satisfaction at all. So, I, on the advice of my pastor, he said, uh, try Teen Challenge. And I said, okay. It's a, and he told me, it's a one-year program. I said, I don't care. It can be five years. I, I need a change. I needed some. It was my only glimmer of hope at that time. So on his word, I came to Teen Challenge. And the first couple of months were fairly rough. Um, but through that, there's a lot of studying of the word, going through the Bible. There's lots of memorizing of scripture. And slowly, this Bible started coming to life. These words, the words in this book, in this book started making sense. The same scriptures that I had memorized as a child started becoming alive and breathing and speaking to me. And I found new meaning that I had never found before. And, and as I continually asked God to heal me and cleanse me, I really had to search for Him. I really had to just surrender myself. And it took a couple months to do this. But finally, after a while, slowly He started giving me joy. Slowly He started giving me peace. And that is still building in my life. Every day I get a little bit more and more and more. And He has just been changing my life. He has given me self-confidence. He has given me the ability to speak in front of people, which I never had before. He's given me an identity, because now I can believe in Him and what He says that I am, and not what the world says I am, or not what even I feel that I am, but what He says I am. And it's just been an amazing, amazing adventure. Um, living in Teen Challenge now is not easy, but right now I, there is no other place that I would rather be than in God's blessing and living under His protection. I feel more peace and more joy now than I ever have in my whole life. And even though I'm still not living with my, my family yet, I will be soon. They're waiting for me. I'm, I'm, I'll be there in two and a half months. But even now, I feel, I feel peace like I've never felt before. So I just, I just say to you, if there's anybody out there that, that is feeling lonely, that is feeling used by the world, that doesn't quite, isn't quite sure yet what to do. He doesn't really think God is, is there for you. I'm here to say I'm actually here right now as a testimony from Him that God is working. God will change you if you surrender to Him. God will work in your life. He will heal you. He will bring you peace and joy. He will turn your mourning into, into songs of joy. He does work and I'm here because I know that. He has done in my, He's done that exact thing in my life. I just want to share with you a scripture. From Psalms, Psalms 40. This is just like exact a cry from my heart. Psalms 40 says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what He has done and be amazed. They will, be, they will put their trust in the Lord. So yeah, thank you. Brother Steve, should we do another song? Yes, we will. Dallas wants to sing a song for you guys. We'll sing it together, but um, this is what it's all about. This is why we do what we do right here. See how, see how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us uh, His children, and that is what we are. What people who belong to this world don't recognize, oh, that we are God's children because they don't know Him.
is jealous for me Love's like a hurricane, I am a tree Bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me Oh, how he loves us so
morning in Brandon, we worship you, God. This morning in Brandon, we declare your works, God, your testimony, your spirit, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have your seats. The love of the Lord. You know, Ben, when you were sharing, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head. Where'd you go, Ben? Oh, there you are. Here we got a couple grandfathers here. Your grandfather was a, was a pastor at uh, Faith, Chapel. Faith Chapel in Thunder Bay. And uh, uh, who's the pastor there? Fisher? I can't remember his name right now. You know, how, in, in, in what we did here this morning with little Hurley, Pastor Bruce, and, and um, you know, the, the, the prayers of uh, people that, that, that love their grandkids, and, and to see you in uh, in a choir on a worship team and ben you and i uh, god crossed our paths how many times in the last few years i saw you up on that mountain in that park in thunder bay and and then we were in saskatchewan and somehow somehow god brought us together and, and you're saying oh i was at stony and we talked about people that we knew at stony do you remember that yeah. and and uh and here you are like in in a choir and, and, and it's the faithfulness of our Lord as we pray and we dedicate uh, children today and, and as parents and grandparents pray for their kids. And here you are. I know that I don't know if your dad is or your grandfather is still alive, but I know that he has got to be proud of you today where he's at and the decisions and the choices that you're making. And it's not easy, but, you know, it's the love of God. It's, that's, that's when it, it becomes real, when you realize that. The, the love of God and the grace is like an ocean. If, if, if his grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. Just, just try to wrap your head around that a little bit. It's his grace. We come in and we say, it doesn't matter about the things that we've done, about our past. What, what, what's important now is that, is that we realize his love and, and, and we can receive it for ourselves. And, and we don't have to listen to the condemnation of all the other people in the world that are pointing their fingers anymore. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this man. Thank you, Lord, for the prayers of, of family people, family members, that, that the prayers of the saints that, that lift up uh, their friends and their family. And God, I thank you, Lord, for the faithful servants that are here this morning that are praying for families. God, I want to pray for those that are praying for others today. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that, that they would not be discouraged, but, Lord, today that they would be encouraged, knowing that through the decades and generations, Lord, the prayers of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And, Lord, that you are faithful. And, and Lord, that your word doesn't go uh, return void. But, God, your hand has been on Ben's life throughout his mistakes and, and throughout his recovery. And, God, today he's in a choir singing praise to you. 
And Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry, Ben, I didn't want to embarrass you, but, uh, you know, sometimes as saints, we need to be encouraged, right? We need to encourage each other. We need to lift each other up. And, and to say, hey, you know what, I know you're going through stuff or your family's going through stuff and whatever. That's the time we need to come alongside and encourage and speak life. There's lots of times where you just feel like throwing in the towel. I know not you, Chip. I don't think you've ever been there. But, but pardon? I think so. But I don't know what's going on inside of your heart. You know, we, we just, we just got to be in a place, friends, where we're just... God, I, I just want it all today. Let it flow through me, not just into me to hold it, but flow through me so that I can share it with others, so that it will flow through them, and then, and then they won't hang on to it, but it will flow through into others. And you know what? Is if we do that, we continue to do that, we can be a part of the change and to fix this world where we live. It's true, friends. It's true. It's absolutely the truth. I want to just uh, um, share with you... Uh, uh, kind of an update today. Um, on, uh, as as you know, uh, uh, some you may know, Brother Wilkerson passed away in a in a car accident last uh, this uh, uh, spring, and I know Don Wilkerson has been here, shared, preach at this church, and. David uh, died in a car accident when I hope to pass a truck and another truck was coming the other way and, and uh, went to uh, receive his reward. And uh, at the memorial service in New York, I was invited to go. And uh, um, David, if, if you knew him, if you've ever met him or, or if you've, you've heard about him, David is a very... Um, uh, what would you say? He, he's certainly Pentecostal, born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, but a very conservative, capital C, Pentecostal. Would that be a fair assessment if, if you know him? And, and um, his uh, pastor, Carter Conlon, who uh, was a police officer in Ottawa, the police officer got saved. I know some of the guys in Teen Challenge may have a hard time understanding that, but, but the police officer got saved. And just got hungry for God and ended up being Brother Wilkerson's pastor. And uh, at the um, memorial service, I was sitting 11 rows back from the front. And there were, I don't know, there was a few thousand people at, at the, at, in the building that I was at. And the pastor, uh, Conlon, looks at me. And he said to me, he said, one day, Brother David, now... It, it felt like he, he was looking at me. It, it felt like he was looking at me, and he wasn't taking his eyes off me when he said that. He said, one day on a Sunday night in our church service, Brother Wilkerson began to dance on the platform. And if you knew Brother, Brother Wilkerson, dancing was, wasn't something that he was probably uh, comfortable with because of his, I don't know what you'd say, but uh, where he was at with the Lord. And I, and I say that respectfully. But one day he said he was, he was dancing. And then Carter looked at me and he said, you know, it was, you know, it was like when David brought the ark back to Jerusalem. And as I, as I pondered on that, and, and as I even went back to Winnipeg and, and began to, to look at that, as David 
danced before the Lord. As David Wilkerson, as the Holy Spirit came upon him, we're bringing the ark back. And what God spoke to me very clearly about was what we need to do at Teen Challenge is we have to have the ark in Jerusalem. We have to have the presence of God. Without the presence of God in this ministry or in this church or in our lives as, as, as Christian believers, without the presence of God, you know, there's a freedom that comes. So it's like, I don't care what, what all the people are thinking. I'm just going to dance before God. And you can dance in your heart, right? Uh, or, or you can dance in your body. But it's the presence of God is the thing that we need to have in our lives. And that's the thing that we need to have at Teen Challenge. And, and that's been such a burden for me to see that presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because what the Holy Spirit then can do it, it, during a testimony, during a Bible study. Do you guys read the Bible at Teen Challenge at all? Yeah. What, what the Holy Spirit can do in, in, in two seconds. You, you, you could be wandering around Western Canada the rest of your life and never find it. And he takes it like this and he changes it. And all of a sudden it's like, I understand his grace. I understand his love and it's for me. And I can just kind of wander into that river and I can just kind of be there and to be in the blessing and to be where, where I can talk to my father. Somebody's scripture today is I can come into his presence with boldness, right? With courage. Wow. Anyways, I've got three questions that I want to answer or address or look at. First of all, what's new at Teen Challenge? And I know that uh, this church is, is right from the very get-go here in Brandon, been a church that's been behind us, been supporting us. Today, I have to, we all have to kind of walk around the blessings. You know, I said to Jamie, those, that, that food there is for us. And he looks at me and says, really? That's a small token, a small portion of of you showing the love that, that you have for us. And, and I know when the guys come here for church that they feel loved and supported. This morning at the, at the early service, Anne French, um, our new director, Anne's been with us for about uh, seven months now, and her husband, Barry, who's a, a jail guard at the, at the uh, prison here. Uh, we're at the morning service. and um, uh, But Nancy and Elias Shuchuk. Nancy and Elias, you guys want to stand up and... These are our house parents, and uh, they're on staff with us, and, and uh, Elias um, is retired, if I can say that, or has retired from the Toco plant in the Paw, where he served up there for 30 years in, in maintenance and, and equipment maintenance. And Nancy um, was a secretary for, the, I think, the staff sergeant at the detachment in the Paw, was a magistrate up there as well, and worked with the... Uh, schizophrenic society they're living in Souris, manitoba and their house parents kind of helping these guys in their daily life their son actually is a graduate of teen challenge as well so and i see their, their son here as well tim you want to stand up tim and, yes praise the lord um jamie is the guy that uh, picks up your cars when you donate a car. He's the guy that you'll see. Jamie, you want to stand up? <laughs> Jamie, Jamie's also in charge of security, so anything to do with discipline or whatever, Jamie will look after that for us as well. Uh, John Larson. John, 
John is our uh, duty supervisor. He does mostly nights and weekends. He's also a student at Assiniboine College here as well. Right? Yeah, good. Um, another person I want you to meet that is uh, Deneen Goulet. Deneen, would you stand up and turn around? Um, Deneen, Deneen, I, I uh, uh, was there when her brother, Sean, uh, who was strung out on crack, came to the altar at Calvary Temple, and Pastor Poirier led him to, in the sinner's prayer. He gave his life to the Lord, Sean, your brother, and then walked him across the street to Teen Challenge, where he went and uh, was there for about two years, and uh, then went to Bible College, and now is the director of the Lighthouse Mission in Winnipeg, and, and that whole experience impacted their whole family, and Deneen went to Bible College, and uh, in Saskatchewan, and, and as the president of her uh, student council phoned me up, and she said, Brother Steve, she says, I just feel like I need to be a part of Teen Challenge. And uh, I said, well, Denine, we run uh, men's programs here. And, uh, well, she says, you know, uh, okay. Uh, but she, she says, can you give me some training? So we sent some training material to her in Saskatchewan, and she completed it. And then... Um, I put her name in, in uh, Swaziland, Teen Challenge in Swaziland, South Africa. And uh, she went over and worked at the orphanage. She went over there to work in the orphanage uh, with the uh, AIDS babies, whose parents had died from AIDS. And uh, I don't know why they call them AIDS babies, but... Uh, and, and that's a whole other story. And then uh, she was working with the women, and then she was teaching at the men's program there as well. And when... Um, uh, the country of, of Swaziland said it was time for her to leave. As a missionary, she came back to Winnipeg. And here I've got a staff member who's trained, who's experienced, who I believe has a call in her life to be in the Ministry of Teen Challenge. And uh, uh, we, made a, we made a job for her, basically. We created a job for her because we didn't want her to go out to uh, work at the Union Gospel Mission or someplace like that. Not just kidding. <laughs> and... Uh, that's just a small piece of the puzzle because as we were praying, we were just saying, we always want to be exactly where God wants us to be when he wants us to be there. Not before him, but, and not, not outside of his plan. And, uh, um, at our uh, most recent uh, uh, board meeting, uh, well, maybe not our most recent one, but uh, one not very long ago, our board of directors that is mostly made up of businessmen and uh, very wise uh, men that uh, are men of God that pray and spend time with the Lord and, and I think because of their business experience they look and they say you know how efficient are we what's our return on investment those are the sorts of questions that, what's our, our labor cost compared to our um, uh, what does it cost to run our ministry compared to how many guys graduate those are the questions that I get to answer <clears throat> and uh, one of our, our board chairman actually said to me um, he said you know uh, it would be more efficient for us uh, to move all the guys from Brandon uh, to Winnipeg. And, and uh, because uh, Winnipeg, they average about 25 guys, 22 guys. They have room for 32. And uh, Brandon, we have room for eight. <coughs> so, you know, how would that look? What, what, you know, how would that, that would, would it change anything in Winnipeg? And, and really, the fact of the matter is, it wouldn't change a whole lot. If those five guys took, the, it would just mean that instead of averaging 25, they would average 30, 31, 32. So Winnipeg would be full. Makes sense to me. What do you guys think of that idea? 
What do you mean? She's shaking her head. No, I don't think. I think it's a brilliant idea. Because I see the staff that we have here in Deneen. Sorry, John and Jamie, but I'll talk to you later about this. Nancy and Elias and Anne French. I look back and I see um, godly women that the Lord has raised up to be staff members here in Brandon for the new Brandon Women's Teen Challenge Center that we're transitioning into this new year. So, thank you, Lord. It's been a tough go here. It, it, we've had our challenges. We, I think we've had more than our share of challenges here in Brandon. And I know that uh, uh, so many of the people that have been uh, faithfully uh, praying for us and, and, and not giving up on the vision. Um, I just want to thank you again for that. And uh, um, So we're moving forward and we're excited, but we're going to continue to need your prayers. Why should I care? Why should I care what happens at Teen Challenge? Pastor, I lost my note as to how long I'm supposed to be up here for. Seriously? Okay. Matthew 28, 18. When Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you and surely I am with you always to the end of the age that's why we should care Jesus has commanded us to go and disciple it's not about just salvation but it's about taking them past that next phase that's what we're about it's discipleship how can I help first of all you can pray you can pray for peace you can pray for wisdom and for courage and for the endurance and strength of the staff pray for the right students to come in Pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Pray for the physical needs, things like meat and warm clothes, drinking water. Maybe you're interested in being a volunteer. Talk to our directors. We're looking for somebody to help us as a driver. Get people to appointments. Visitors. Guys get visits. Some of these guys haven't had visits for three or four months. They don't have people in the, in the community. Perhaps you're interested in coming in. Uh, adopting one of those people you can give you can you can support financially and i know what this church does and has uh, faithfully for a long time and many people here do you can donate your car you can sponsor a student there's information out on the table clothes uh, intake bursary fund you can help support that the fourth thing you can do is you can tell your friends that maybe have needs or know people that have needs and can come and into a place, into the type of specialized ministry that Teen Challenge offers. So I want to leave that with you this morning. I want to thank you for the opportunity to come and to share what God is doing at Teen Challenge. God bless you all, Pastor. Yeah, that's a fast wrap-up. Okay. That's a fast wrap-up. I didn't know you could wrap up that fast. Now i got five minutes. I'm going to... No. Stand with me. We're going to sing a song in conclusion, but I'm going to pray. And uh, if you're here this morning and you heard the testimonies of these men, of what God has done, what he's done for them, he can do for you. 
You might be here and you're wrestling with some issues spiritually. You might be here, maybe you'd never made a decision to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and put your life completely in his hands. We said this morning that it doesn't work trying to be on the fence. We'd like to minister to you. Or if you've got some physical pains or issues or mental issues that you want us to give to the Lord, you're wrestling with some things in your mind, we have ministry teams that would like to pray with you. And prayer teams, you can come at this time. Just come to the front of the church and face the audience. I'm going to close in prayer, and then the worship team are going to sing a song as you're dismissed. But if you feel like you'd like to come to the front, that's your opportunity once I close in prayer. God, we give you praise and thanksgiving for what you've done this morning. Thank you for the teen challenge ministries and programs that are taking place around our nation. Thank you for the trophies that have been raised up. And Lord, into ministry, sharing the good news of the Lord. God, we pray your blessing upon Teen Challenge. And I pray, God, that as we go our ways this afternoon, that we would go into our world. And every one of us have a story. And we'd share the story of what Jesus Christ has done. And we give you praise, God, for what you will do through us. Thank you for being with us this morning. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. You're dismissed. Thank you for coming. If you like ministry, just come to the front. We'd be glad to pray for you. Bless you this week. Jesus, oh.
Yeah.